Welcome to My Hero Notebook, the My Hero Academia discussion podcast where we, like young Midoriya, take notes. I'm Maddie, and this is my co-host. Connor! Um, that was it. Yep, That's so today got. we're talking about My Hero Academia episode 8. Woo! Bakugo's start line. Bakugo's breakdown. <laughs> um, so before we start talking about this episode... Uh, I just want to give listeners a quick peek behind the curtain here. So normally we record this podcast in our kitchen, and today we are still recording in the kitchen. However, (laughs) this time we have put up pillows and blankets around ourselves to try to dampen the uh, background stuff. We're getting there, everybody. We're trying. It's probably not going to sound any better, but you know, we're doing our best podcast life, (laughs) doing everything. Uh, then there were some things that I realized that I wanted to talk about during the last episode that I didn't bring up at the time. Um, so I wanted to talk about those before we get into episode eight. Ooh, does that okay. sound okay? Yeah, I mean, the, the, this episode does begin with, like, basically just huge chunks of the last episode. Yeah, but that's not even what it is. It's just, uh, like, I had a thought about Invisible Girl. Okay. So we talked last time about how, like, based on the powers that we saw... Um, how did some of these kids get in? And Invisible Girl in particular, we were talking about. But Makes we never, no sense. We never discussed the possibility of her getting in on recommendation. And I know based on what happens in this episode, we now know that she's not one yeah. of them. But uh, we did not consider that as a possibility. And I just wanted to mention that that could have, that could have been something. I, I'm going to disagree um, based on the fact that she just has invisibility powers. Well, right, but, like, if she's well-connected or whatever, then maybe she I don't think that's in. how the, I don't think that's what recommendations mean. I don't I think what recommendation means, like, there's a chance, like, these people are so obviously going to get in sort of thing. That's how I, I that's how I viewed it. But you're right, I mean, listen. Well, we'll talk about that, because we do find out which kids were admitted yeah. on our recommendations, and we can talk about that at that time. Um, the other thing that I had thought about was a recovery girl can't heal anything your body naturally can't heal. Yeah, that's interesting. So, like, if you lost a limb in combat, she would have to first surgically reconnect it, and then she could potentially heal. Like, if your body would be able to naturally rejoin yeah. to the limb. That's, again, why I think her, her powers aren't really healing. Yeah. They're, 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 they're like, healing adjacent. Very, they're very. You know, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because I mean, as, as we've seen slightly more of it, she's not quite time powers because it's like taking some of your stamina specifically. Right. It doesn't sound like it's aging you, so it's not quite actually time powers like right. I first thought. Um, it's not really reality warping powers. Yeah. I would say it's just like it's it's almost like it's <laughs> she's like um like overclocking your body. Yeah. Is so it, she's got it? like computer based powers. <laughs> <laughs> Are those the only ones? Yeah, that was all I wanted to okay. say. Just, well, I, I had more written about Recovery Girl, but I think that can all be cut down to what we've already said. Okay. So, episode 8, Bakugo's start line. Uh, right off the bat here, we have a parallel drawn between this and episode 4, which is just called Start Line, and that's the episode where they do the entrance exam. Yes. So, at the end of the episode, after we've talked about all the other stuff we're going to talk about, I would like to circle back and talk about why they wanted to draw this parallel with this title. Or maybe they didn't, and it's just a quirk of translation. Ha! <laughs> Sorry. Every, every time. <laughs> um, so the first thing I have is the... So they open with the flashback, which we've seen like a thousand times. But I did notice this time that uh, they... Midoriya's got both of their bug-catching boxes yeah. on him, and Bakugo's got ba- the net. Because Bakugo's a Chad. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it just reminded me of the bug-catching stuff that um, the bug-catcher trainer class oh in gosh. Pokemon games has. Oh my gosh. That was the only thing I wanted to mention there. I'm happy for you. <laughs> and then, well, they, co- they cut right from that flashback to uh, Bakugo calling Midoriya a bug. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, like, all that's just literally just stuff from the last episode. Yeah, um, I did notice this time that I don't think I noticed when it happened in the last episode, but Bakugo, Bakugo does explicitly say here that he believes Midoriya was tricking him about not having a Yeah, he did, he did mention that Okay, I, I just must have not yeah. made note of Which it. Which is, again, it's like, it, it just speaks to how weirdly egocentric Bakugo is. Like, it, it is, it like, oh, him not having a quirk is at me. It is against right. me. Like, it makes him the focus of right, it. Right, he's very self-centered in that way. Yeah. Um, and so then Bakugo gets this look on his face, which I foolishly interpreted as a look of realization. Like, he's understanding that uh, Midoriya wasn't holding back and that Bakugo did push him to his limit. Uh, and then Bakugo immediately tells me that I'm wrong. See, I'm making it about myself, like Bakugo. 
Uh, Bakugo is angry that Midoriya was able to predict his attacks, and he does think that Midoriya was holding back, and he in- interprets from this that uh, if Midoriya did not hold back, he would be able to beat Bakugo. No, I, I, I don't quite agree. I think, I think he's more, like, uh, he's, like, recognizing that Midoriya d- wasn't actually fighting him. Um, he, he was fighting to, to win the thing and, hmm. and is sort of recognizing that given, given the power of that punch and the fact that Midori wasn't actually focusing on Bakugo at all, which is, again, it's like an ego blow. It's like, I, I can't, like, I, I'm, if, the only way for me to win is to not actually punch you, it's to punch up. Um, Bakugo is like, if he had decided to punch me with that, I would lose. I okay, don't, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and, like, again, like, that's, like, a shattering thing for him. Like, I, like... I don't understand, like, this This person that I view so lowly, he, That's could, true. he could punch me once and I would lose. Yeah, he had written off Midoriya all these years, and now he realizes the full extent of Midoriya's powers, yeah. kind of. Does Bakugo have any emotions other than anger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> frustration. That's not anger. That's frustration. Um, well, it, we actually see him, like, almost, like, he shuts down in this episode. He, like, it, it happens pretty much immediately after this, um, where, like, he's, like, realizing this, he's, like, he's realizing, like, Deku wasn't actually fighting me directly, he was fighting to win, and I would have lost, and he just has a meltdown. Like, he, he, go, he starts to go off model, like, his edges start to blur, yeah. like, he, he gets, like, angular, like, he is about to, like, freak the hell out. Yeah, so. and All Might kind of steps in and stops him. Yeah. Cool your jets, young Bakugo. Which doesn't, you know, doesn't actually, uh, like, fully chill him out. Like, he's still in meltdown mode. Right. Like, oof. Uh, but they, they, they're, uh, they hop from that, and they'll, this is like a, like a, like, intro into Bakugo's psyche continued, um, but they they hop, they hop, we hop out of that for a second mm-hmm. and we talk about speaking of another character who can't control themselves Yaoyorozu the know-it-all has to pipe Momo. up oh gosh yeah uh, <laughs> she's getting on my nerves a little bit she definitely is getting on my nerves like very teacher's petty yeah like she, I'm getting huge Hermione vibes from her like from Harry Potter where and it's like I understand you're smart and you figured this out and you know it. And, like, answering the question is one thing. But then she goes off onto this, like, rant about why you're wrong, why you screwed up, and yeah. stuff. And it's like, just keep that to yourself. Like, answer the question, whatever. And you want to explain your reasoning. Like, that's that's reasonable. But the when they have, like, the crane imagery in the background and she's standing in, like, a superhero pose, which, yeah, it's a superhero show, like, I get it. But just the way that she's, like, condescending to the rest of her classmates, it feels like to me. And then, oh, she got in on recommendations. Of course she did. I, I just don't like it. It rubbed <laughs> me the wrong way for sure. Well, I think she does have a fair point that I, I did agree with. The reason why Ida... Ida's, like, singled out as the person who did the best. Right. Um, because, like... He committed to the bit, kind of. Yeah. Um, and everyone else wasn't treating it like an exercise. Right, and then she goes to explain yeah. in detail and each which, person's flaws. And I do, I do particularly like the point about Uraraka because I think there's an argument that that Deku was taking it quite seriously because he had the whole plan and he did everything and understood what he was trying to do. And his problem was that he doesn't have control of his quirk and honestly, still, still like. Like, he had a desperate thing where he tried to blow up the building. Yeah. And, and she does call him out for that. Yeah, that's true. But I wonder, it feels um, less like Midoriya is... Um, oh, never mind. I just totally lost my thought. I'm wow. sorry. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and Bakugo is obvious why he should win. But her points about Uraraka, I think, were good in, in a natural way. In that normally, in these sorts of these sorts of shows when she like she has like a spit take from last episode where she like laughs at Ida yeah. making a fool of himself and then and they're like no that actually happened and like gets pointed out I, I like that kind of thing because it's like yeah she broke character she's like not taking this serious like Ida is even if he's hamming it up he's trying his best and she's laughing at him yeah. when in a real situation if a villain was that hammy he would still be like well the dude has a nuke so it doesn't it doesn't right, matter right. if I think he's funny, that's still literally a new Right, and I think the the actual clip that they show of her basically batting debris at the nuke, like yeah. you wouldn't do that if you really thought it was a nuke. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think I think they're fair points that especially like you 
la- the last episode when they happened, you didn't think you didn't think at the moment that Uraraka was like screwing up. You're like, yeah, she's doing yeah, a cool right. thing, and like, it's like you're on the side of the heroes. Yeah, and it's like, oh, but here's a, here's a like it doesn't take away from that for me. Like they still won, and I still like think that's why she did that. But it's more like, oh yeah, given more time, maybe she would have done something else, or if she was taking it more seriously, maybe she would have done something. Yeah, else. and I think that we kind of touched on this in the last episode when we were talking about uh, whether or not All Might made the right call to allow the battle to continue a few moments longer, mm-hmm. um, and how. Like, on the one hand, it is a training exercise, but on the other hand, aren't they supposed to be taking it seriously? Like, I think there's still a difference in philosophies that we haven't necessarily come to an agreement on. Not you and me, but, like, the show itself seems to be wavering between the two viewpoints. I'm not sure I know what you mean on that. Well, just in the last episode, I think we had talked about... um, the idea that uh, Midoriya, like, wastes himself to mm-hmm. to do this one blow. And, yeah, that's kind of the leverage they need to win. But, and this is part of Momo's criticism of him, um, he's ruined himself and he's become a casualty. Just like Aizawa was saying would happen yeah. in the Quirk exam episode. Um, versus, like, isn't that what you would do in real life? Like, you would give it your all even if it meant expending yourself to to secure the victory route for the heroes or whatever right but uh, but i think what they're what they're trying to say is this is the school environment where you're supposed to be learning how to not make like it it's not as if that's his last option it's his only option and i think that's the difference and i think the show has pointed that out it's not as if he's tried everything else with his quirk and then like all right i can't like i have to do this it's that He's either got no quirk or destroy my entire body sort of situation, and that's what makes it bad. And I, I don't think the show. I mean, I understand that that's bad, but I don't think the show has given us like what is the good thing for Midoriya to do because Midoriya's options are really zero or a hundred, and it seems like there is no good option between those two. Like neither one is the right way to do it. Right, and 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 also I think that there there is the point that. He still hasn't had this for very long. He's had it for... Right, at- but I'm, I'm talking about outside the scope of just Midoriya. Like, Yayorozu was saying how Ida was the only one that really took it seriously, and the other kids didn't take it seriously well, again, as I, in their De- Deku, role. T- Deku took, took his role seriously. I very much think that Deku took it seriously. Because the criticism against him wasn't that he wasn't taking it seriously. It was just that he destroyed himself. Well, but he did, like, in the sense that he destroyed an entire building, that's kind of a big deal. But I guess if your idea is destroying the whole building versus the villain has a nuke and can potentially wipe out a much greater uh, area. Right, because it should be pointed out, he did correctly... You know, he didn't. The building didn't come down. That's true. And, and he also didn't he didn't hit the, hit the bomb. He yeah. did not aim at the bomb. Yeah, that's fair. So some some credit should be given to him for managing at least that. Right, but I guess there's, I don't know, like not taking it seriously enough versus like trying too hard almost like like Uraka you were saying she tried so hard to win by using the debris to her advantage and stuff like that but it wasn't realistic to like imagining that the nuke is real you know what I mean I'm trying to make a distinction here and it seems like you're not understanding that. yeah no, I, I'm, I guess I'm just not following I'm sorry like you when you, if you say that taking it seriously is envisioning that that it's a real scenario, like yes. envisioning that you are really facing two villains who actually want to use a real nuke to annihilate whatever, yes. versus trying your best to actually win at this school training session. Okay, but I, I, I understand that distinction, but I think what the reason why Ida is is propped up to be the winner is because he did both. He took it seriously as, like, he tried to be a villain. Again, he hammed it up. But, like, if that's his best attempt at being a villain, he did it very earnestly. But then also, he very clearly tried to win in, in a way that made sense. Like, he, he moves the bomb. Yeah, but that's the other thing. Like, is it really safe to pick up and move your nuke around in the same way that it's not we already decided that it wasn't safe to hit a I bunch th- of debris i think there's it. a difference between moving your nuke and then putting it back down and then throwing rocks at it that could okay. blow it up like i th- i think there's a difference okay i just think that it's it's a it's a double-edged sword here like trying to win versus taking it seriously and potentially like not being able to defeat the villains 
I, I mean, I, I, I just personally don't see that, but I think I think we can disagree and disagree. But All that's right. fine. Um, so, what? Uh, Momo is a teacher's pet. Yeah, uh, she got in on recommendations. Yeah. Uh, and then they, after that whole scene, did you want to talk about how Bakugo was acting during that? Cause I, think I mean, he's, were... he's still in full meltdown yeah. mode. Yeah. Um, but then they start showing the other uh, groups of classmates do there. It's just yeah. real brief um, stuff, but I did yeah, want to linger this is, It's pretty moment. lightning fast. Um, so they have Invisible Girl and Ojiro, which is the um, guy with the tail, yeah. versus Todoroki, which is the guy with ice, versus Shoji, which is the guy with the... Um, they keep calling them tentacles. Doobly Arms is Doobly the official Arms. names of his yeah. thing. So, like... All right, there's a lot to talk about here. So what do you want to talk about first? So I'm ready to talk about Invisible Girl and her outfit. So she says that she's going to get naked, but if she, like, does she consider herself not naked just because she's wearing shoes and gloves? Is she wearing an outfit that's already invisible and she can take it off, but there's no reason for her to because it's already invisible? Yeah, that. Okay. Uh, No, 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 I don't know. She's not wearing an, an outfit. So she's so she's, I think she's already just naked. functionally naked, yes. but she but she doesn't care that Ojiro is seeing. I'm doing air quotes. Yes. Seeing oh, no. her, but if she takes her gloves and shoes off, and then suddenly she's naked for real, and she doesn't want him to look. Yeah, I think this is dumb. Um, not 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 your point. I think this whole scenario. There's a lot of reasons why it doesn't make any sense. It's played for laughs. Yeah. And it's a sort of sexual joke um, that I don't think lands for a number of reasons. Um, the main one being you imagine that she manifested this quirk at what age four. Right? Uh, yeah, it's around, like, preschool age, usually, yeah. from what we've seen. So, if she, she, therefore, doesn't have a sense of herself, I imagine being... Uh, unless we find out that she can see herself, she doesn't seem like she can turn it on and off. I suppose that's true. So, she doesn't have she doesn't have a good sense of what she looks like. Um, Maybe. She doesn't have a good sense of what she... Like, about being naked. No, Literally, no one's ever seen her naked. So, I think that from a, from a real, actual, functional, philosophical standpoint... An invisible person who is invisible, like, from true cognizance from around preschool would have such a different view of being naked hmm. that they wouldn't feel embarrassed in the same way. Because for, for for them, there is no functional difference between someone seeing them with their clothes on and their clothes off. In fact, but it's more revealing to have clothes on. Like, like it, I guess you're right, because it shows, like, the contours exact, of your yeah. body. So, like, if anything, well, I, I, would, I could see a really good argument that an invisible person would feel more comfortable, more safe, and more not not seen without their clothes on because they are functionally more invisible. Yeah, functionally more invisible, I think you're right. But, yeah. like, this, it's just so odd because she wears her school uniform and she's not wearing gloves, which means the only thing that's changing is her shoes. The only thing that she has in both her hero costume and her normal clothing is her shoes, which means that the shoes are what determines for her whether she's clothed or naked. No, I don't think so, because she, she was just wearing gloves and shoes. But she those. doesn't wear gloves with her hero co- or with her um, school uniform, and she doesn't. It it seems like she doesn't consider herself naked when she's wearing the school uniform. Well, no, that's that's different. She she considers herself naked when she's not wearing anything, and she was in in this case she was just wearing gloves and shoes. So she takes off the gloves and shoes, and now she's not wearing anything. She can, I, she can. So just gloves and shoes is enough to be considered not naked. Yes. Again, it's a dumb joke. But she doesn't wear gloves in her school uniform, which is why I'm trying to say that only the shoes is what she really cares about. No, because she wears the school uniform while wearing her school uniform. Okay, so you think it doesn't have anything to do with what article of clothing it is? It just no, she's wearing she's got anything. Something on. Yeah. Hmm. I think there's some weird psychology, but again, I think it's mostly just a dumb sexual joke that yeah, doesn't make sense and I don't think lands yeah. very well. I think it's stupid. But hey, what you gonna do? Expect better. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then they show Todoroki and Shoji downstairs. Um, uh, Invisible Girl and Ojiro are the villains yeah. in this matchup. Well, um, I, I, what I think I really want to talk about here uh, first is... Uh, Duply arms guy. Okay. Octopus man. His is, I think, the first quirk that I'm bothered by. No, uh-huh. no, no, not from the way you're thinking. Not from, like, it, it disturbs me. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm I, curious. I think that what it entails is almost nonsensical to a certain point. Because let's break down everything that's that his quirk 
has, right? Okay. He is very large and very strong, right? Uh, well, yes. Yeah, because we saw in the grip test he was yeah. able to, like, put three of the Well, no, he, I think he used, the... I, I think he only uses, like, one or two of the hands in the grip test. Like, he doesn't use, so that's not even his full strength, but he seems, like, the, his grip strength is superhuman, so. Yeah. You, like, even without yeah, using, the, with that. he has superhuman strength and an, a very odd physique. Right. Yeah. Then on top of that, he has he can he has weird webbing between his arms. Yes. And then on top of that, on top of that, he can create new limbs, but not just new limbs. He can add he can add mouths to them. I don't think them. he's creating new limbs. Well, it, it's called duplicate. He can duplicate his. I don't think it's duplicating. I think he just always has those six because they called him no, an but octopus they say, earlier. But they're which saying says that he has six arms and two legs for it, eight. It describes limbs. it describes in this. I'm pretty sure that he can he can create new body parts. I think that's a distinction, though. He's not creating new arms. He's just manifesting the could. nubs on the end of the arm into, like, we show two of them turn into mouths, and I'm pretty sure one of them's an ear because he's, like, hearing Right, but I, I see no reason to believe that he couldn't create more arms. Just based on, if you can create an ear, you can create a mouth. Why can't you create another arm? In fact, he's not just creating a mouth. He's creating an entire functional mouth with voice box. Like... Yeah, I guess I just think that they're talking about the the nubs on the end of the appendage and not necessarily, like, he can create another appendage. And I'm basing that, as I said, on the fact that they call him an octopus in one of the previous episodes. Right, but I think those are just people who knew who just met him who didn't know too much about him calling him an octopus. All right, like, well, it seems like you and I are just not agreeing on anything but, this episode. But regardless, um, <laughs> then on top of that, like, if he if he's, ma- he, he's not just making human ears... Because just human ears wouldn't be able to pinpoint the exact locations of the people in the building. Yeah, so, that I would agree with. And we did see him do this to some extent during the entrance exam. We saw him, like, standing up on top of a building and using almost like a, um, what are those things called? Like, like a, a, like a, like a t- TV dish. Yeah, yeah like a TV dish type sonar-looking thing. So what? whatever his quirk is, it's such a mishmash of things. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It's not like a very cohesive yeah, one, at least from this minor look we've had. It's almost three entire things. He can alter his his appendages, which it, it, even to it's actually if we don't consider the duplicating arms thing, if like naturally he just has three two extra arms, yeah, then that itself isn't another thing. So he he has super strength. He naturally has extra arms with webbing. He naturally then on top of that, uh, I guess can functionally move those things around or like create new things on top of them. But those themselves are then superhuman as well. Cause he has superhuman hearing with, mm. with them somehow. Yeah. He's just such a hodgepodge of weirdness that unless he's a very specific reference that I don't know. Yeah, that could be. He's just kind of weird. His quirk is weird. Um, so it bothers me to a certain extent just because of how, how mishmashy. Okay. Is. Well, I was bothered by Todoroki. Yes. Because he's broken. <laughs> Not that, like, the way he, he's just like, go outside, and he, like, he sh- he immobilizes everybody in the mil- building, like a show-off, and he ignores uh, Shoji's contributions. Like, Shoji has actually a very good quirk for this. He's able to, like, sense where the people are going to be and where they are on the other floors. Like, that's a very good ability for this kind of thing. And Todoroki's like, yeah, but just it, like, you can't it do doesn't it all, matter. just go outside. Like, that's, it's so anti-teamwork, it makes me really upset because I'm very pro-teamwork. Yeah, well, I mean, I think this guy's a jerk. Yeah, um, and then, like, of course, he got on, on recommendation, so I guess that's just how that, it is. That you, one makes, hold on, hold on, <laughs> that one makes more sense. You you get it you on a recommendation, like, a haughty brat, he, he, they must be rich. He insta-freezes the entire building. Yeah. It Like, if this kid is in the regular entrance exam, he wipes out every single robot. So without is the, anyone doing so anything. is the recommendation then just that like they're too strong it wouldn't be fair for the other kids to go up against them I don't or? know it, it's it's weird because I mean, I think we can, we can jump forward super quick like uh Momo the other recommendation person we don't actually see her do anything we, we no we, we do she, it looks like she's pulling rebar out of somewhere Looks like she was could, she pulling it out of somewhere? I just saw her holding it. I didn't she, see. She like we see her like not have some and then suddenly have some. She, oh, I didn't even know. There's just that. a ton. I I figured that like she it's uh, somehow she was doing metal stuff, but either like I mean I didn't see it. I just saw her like putting those metal bars up. So I just I imagine that's part of her power. It has to be. 
I guess I'm trying to think if we saw her do anything else in the entrance exam or that yeah we didn't see her in the entrance exam we didn't see her in the cork exam so we haven't no. seen her do anything yet but other than her but she's allegedly outfit. she's allegedly in first place if you remember For, oh yeah she got first place in the exam so well, not the exam um the cork the cork, the cork, cork exam, tests or whatever. whatever they called it so but but I mean regardless uh, Todoroki is just broken. And what? Hold on, I wrote it down. What did? What number did Todoroki get in the? Uh, Two. I think he was second. Exam. I think he came in second. Yeah. It was the, uh, again, the court test. He wasn't in the entrance the exam. Cor- yeah. Sorry. Court test. He, he was in second. I do believe. I but, think you're right. But re- regardless, I mean, is there any, like the fact that he has all that ice stuff, um, which was so like that was some crazy powerful ice stuff. Right. And then also has fire powers also has heat powers yeah that's dumb that, yeah, that's it does stupid seem, and like that's incredibly dumb yeah like it's it's upsetting to me because he is very good but he also knows it and i just hate that attitude we're playing on different levels he's like, i mean he's so i mean yeah of himself. well like on the one hand yes but on the other hand he was against a dude with a tail and a girl who was invisible like right. the octopus dude beats them on his own. Right. But I guess maybe I don't know the ta- like maybe the tail yeah, does I something guess. really cool. But the octopus dude can hear the invisible girl. She's screwed. She's just straight up screwed yeah, by he, this. She team. can't like, hide. Li- literally, she has no she power is. in this. But, yeah. Like the ice guy can freeze the entire building, so it doesn't matter if he can't see her. And then the, the octopus dude can hear her walk around. So like ah, it's just ah. This was such a mis- mismatch, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm bothered for different reasons by both of their powers. They both, like, <laughs> so, yeah, there's something going on with, with Todoroki and his I'm, I'm mean, because I guess he's a and different he's kind like a of mean. cyborg eye, oh, God, I also. hate, I, he, he looks so <laughs> stupid, so incredibly stupid, ugh, but... Either way, I mean, we've already got a yelly angry boy, so I guess we need the um, emo the cool, angry boy. I see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then the next matchup is Saro and Kirishima as villains. Yes. So there's like a guy with tape yes. elbows. Yes. So his his name is a reference to cellophane. Yeah. He can be a protege of Aizawa because they both have um, rappy things. I do. He's one. Of, <laughs> he's one of the few outfits that, uh, on a certain level, I like even though it looks really dumb. His his helmet is a freaking, like, tape dispenser. Yeah, I have to agree. Like, it looks stupid, but it fits his theme so well that I have yeah. to acknowledge how good it is. So that's fun. And then I can't quite tell what Kirishima's is just from this little flash. Yeah, he, like, has his arm, his hands, he... like, sharpened, kind of. Yeah. And, I mean, his, na- his name has stuff to do with, uh, like, sharpening. That's, like, part of it. Oh, um, like his name in Japanese. Yeah, I, I think Kiri like means like sharp or pointy. Okay. Um, so I imagine that it's like a a sharpie thing. Yeah, and they are matched up against Tokoyami and Suyu. Okay, um, so we know Suyu's frog stuff. Whatever. Yeah, I have a real soft spot for Suyu. Um, Tokoyami, who is a bird yeah, person. Yeah, he's got a bird head. And has shadow hands. Human. He has shadow hands. Yeah, the shadow man. And that's all. We don't really see ah, them. We don't see them do anything. That one's crazy. <laughs> I wonder who won that matchup, though. Shadow Hands. Probably. I'm just imagining, like, Sarah has made, like, a um, spider web and Suyu, like, hopping <laughs> in between the... the it's only for spiders, not for frogs. Yeah. Uh, and then they have uh, Yairozu and Mineta. We don't see Mineta do anything. Aside and, from being a creeper. Yeah, I am over it, and it hasn't even started yet. Uh, yeah, Yorozu, I also noticed that she has, like, a book on a little shelf attached to her butt, and I'm wondering how the book stays put. Anime magic. You just gotta let that one go. <laughs> you 100 cents gotta let that one go. Um, and I know that, uh, I, when I first watched this episode, or the anime the first time through, uh, I didn't notice the book until much, much later in the anime, uh-huh. but I did actually notice it this time. Um... And yeah. they are going against Jiro and Kaminari. Yeah, so that so Kaminari um uh has lightning powers. That's yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty straightforward. I, I, I Potent- have a soft spot for lightning potentially powers. wildly powerful. Yeah. Like like it, so like just based on well, I'll get I'll get to the I want, I kind of want to come back and based on the powers we see see who might be the strongest in this class, but just okay. based on power like or at least who has the most interesting powers. Um because I think some people are just head and shoulders above. Like when you get when you have like elemental powers are a certain level of powerful that I yeah. think are another echelon. 
I mean, yeah, but think about, like, how, like, what would to- someone with Todoroki's powers do against someone like All Might? Like, how would that matchup go where All Might could just, like, punch through your eyes? He also has fire. Does he? We didn't heat, see whatever. Him. <laughs> he, he he's able to melt the entire building after freezing the entire building. I, so yeah. he he mu- his his heat powers must, like must, are oven. are just as powerful. So dumb. But I guess just make make a giant ice spear and spear him through the chest is the answer to that question. But he just punches through it. So make more. <laughs> make more ice. Well, he can just keep punching. I mean, that's what He can just keep right. icing. Well. <laughs> <laughs> We're here forever. We'll tire out first. Um, but yeah, so, but then uh, Jiro, the other one? Yeah, Jiro and Kaminari together. She has headphone jacks on her ears? Yes, I am. And she plugs one this. into the wall? Yes, I very much do not like And those. that's all we see? Yep. I think, I, I think there's like a... We don't, we don't get any voiceover or any real explanation on these, but... I'm just going to assume because it's tied to her ear that she can hear things. Yeah, it's an audio jack. It's part of her ear. Which, and which, really which then again makes me think that like, why, like, why does Octopus Dude get that power as well? Oh yeah, you mean like that's her only thing, and he gets that and additional power. Although then on top of that, how did she get in with just being able to? Eat? So there must be more to it than well, that. Well, yeah. No, maybe there's not because if you're invisible, you can get in. Mama. <laughs> I guess, but like just being able to find the, enough robots to get enough points to get in, I think is they try to make that seem right, like but part of the he system. has has super strength. I understand she that maybe must she has be super strength too. And oh we yes, just seen it. you're right. You got me. She must have super strength. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that that's that one team, and um, then I think there's one, is, one more. Yeah, Ricardo and Koji. Um, it's Ricardo Sato. He introduces yeah. himself. He just looks Sato. like a swole luchador. He's Homer Simpson. Yes. Uh, and then Koji Koda, I think, is his full name. Um, we haven't seen him do anything. He has like a weird weird face thing type. going on. Yeah. So maybe he's like the Hulk or something. I don't know. Um, and then they are against Aoyama, who sparkly. is sparkly man, and Ashido. Who yes. has acid power? Yeah, so we 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 got a sort of hint of this before because it looked like before she was like ice skating. Yeah. Um, so it's not actually that she's like I guess can produce acid. Yeah. So I guess um, she was just like somehow sliding on the slippery acid. Yeah, and so and this is also one of those things that um uh has not de- it definitely has not been addressed in a satisfactory way. It definitely seems like there are like some quirks that are also, like, they change how your body is, but oh, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily like, matter. Like, she's pink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> why does she, why does her being pink produce acid? Is that connected? Is that a coincidence? Is that she had, like, her mom has acid powers and her dad is a pink thing? <laughs> and, like, she just inherited pink from her dad and the yeah, acid from her, or something? It could be, and it could, uh... Shoji's power could be kind of the same way. Like maybe his dad has multiple arms, and his mom is able to manifest different body parts. And, and they're so, like the combo of that. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It's weird. So yeah, just <laughs> that that is something that irks me slightly. That there there are some aesthetic uh, aspects to characters that do not matter to right. their quirks at but all. But I do think it's interesting that um all with a few exceptions, almost every character in their class is drawn like a main character. Like in any other anime, I think almost everyone in the class would be the main character. Mm. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. There are maybe only one or two that don't feel super unique. Um. Like me, me, like Momo's hair is big enough that she she kind of has that. Yeah, but it's she looks re- um, mostly regular. Yeah. And um, Saro, like aside from his tape elbows, oh, has a very plain. No, he's got him. he's got a weird mouth thing going on. He has on. a weird mouth thing, but it's not. That's it's, enough. To me, it's not. Oh, uh, it's so else? distinct. Um, no, I really don't. Yeah, but I think it, it's a good point. There's really no one who looks generic. There are there is no like generic looking. Yeah, you're right because even the ones that we just listed as yeah. kind of generic. Looking, you know what? No, well, except for that one quality about them. The actual closest would be Ida. Um, but, but he's got engine legs. You can't say engine right, legs. Right, but you don't. You don't. You don't you mean see his them. Pants cover think them about most it. Of the time, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, even if they don't cover them most of the time, like just the way people are drawn, it's not waist down from the back. Yeah, you're so right. like his he his typically appears to be just yeah normal. his silhouette like it's we we've talked about it, it's very square and he's got the right. glasses so like there are still distinctness to him but he is the closest to like looks kind of generic 
Um, and even then, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he is terribly generic. So yeah, I think it's a good point. They did a good job of making these characters pretty distinct from a design standpoint, yeah, it's especially nice, from each other. It's a nice subversion of the trope that we would normally see in anime where only like Midoriya and maybe his one or two closest friends would have... Have actual designs. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's nice. I do like that. So the classes all wrap up, and All Might delivers an amazing line. He says, super work, everyone. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, but he, uh, but we, we do get, um, again, confirmation of, uh, I like this continuity, he has to leave because he's yeah. running out of time. Right. Um, and, I, and I do like, I, I did feel real genuine frustration from, from this, from him. Um, just oh, like, he was Yeah, he, like, it. it was very clear that, like, he, he wanted to talk to Bakugo and yeah. address him more basically. Oh, but, you know, that's something I didn't like register i think yeah like as he's running away he's like i can tell bakugo is having a hard time but i'm out of time like i have to get out of here yeah um and you know then he curses and everything and i actually really appreciated that like it again shows that all might is like legitimately really trying like maybe he's not the best teacher yeah especially i know you have problem with his teaching style <laughs> um but i think he, he's legitimately putting in effort um and, yeah. and this limitation you know especially since he wants to maintain this muscle form because what he's down to three hours a day yeah that's what he said earlier. that's what they said so you know like with, with this that means this was at, at most three hours less because they started in the classroom so there was that travel time over yeah um so like you know this wasn't very long he can't teach for an entire day right <laughs> Um, and I don't think they expect him to because the UA staff are aware of his time limit. But um, that when you were you said uh, he he wants to talk to Bakugo, but he has to run away because his thing is his timer has run out. And then he only comes. I, we're kind of skipping ahead, but he comes up to Bakugo at the end of the episode, and it's kind of too late. But I never put two and two together that uh, he wanted to talk to Bakugo right away and had yeah. to leave because of the uh, time limit, and it was only. Like after school, which I, I assume that he was able to like re- pull himself his, together. Yeah. So I, I, d- I did like that. I did actually really appreciate that. Yeah, um, I also noted right here that uh, Midoriya missed a lot from just this. Like I feel like Midoriya would have loved to see oh, everybody else's powers and take notes about them, like he did with Baku. Like he missed a really great opportunity to see what the other classmates can do, and I guess. To some extent, I'm sure he saw more than we did as the viewer from the quirk test, mm. but um, using your power in like a um, like fitness and exam is different not from an the actual same fight as, like yeah. this. Yeah, you know, so fair. So I just made that note there. Um, so then we do go to Midoriya, and, and he's in the um, the the hospital wing. Yeah, but he, he's he's a sleepy office. boy, and, and actually, there, there's there's quite a bit of of exposition here from All Might um, that I think is interesting. Yes, but before that, um, I want to talk a little bit about Recovery Girl. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, she, she did do first aid on um, Midoriya, but she recognizes that he doesn't have enough stamina for it to be safe for her to use her quirk, and that is something that she mentioned previously, yes. where Again, you don't have enough stamina continuity. for your body yeah. to fix yourself uh, using her quirk could kill you. So it's, I wonder what it is that she can just, like... Can she sense that the person doesn't have enough stamina? Is that part of her power? Or did she just give him a look and be like, I'm not going to chance it, or what? Like, mm. is there a real way for her to tell? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she has at least some medical knowledge and so can get a good idea of how tired someone is based on I that. I guess. And, you know, I'm pretty I mean, sure he was passed out on a stretcher when the robots And he was him he was in him. an IV, had an IV as well. Like, this, yeah. he took some serious damage. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I do like this again because, uh, there's definitely a way that Recovery Girl can be introduced as a sort of, like, reset button such that, oh yeah, uh, Midoriya blows himself up all the time, but you've got this freebie heal. Um, I like that she really just more functions as, uh, like a time dilation almost, not from yeah. a power standpoint, we like, we're just skipping the recovery time, like, it still has the function of recovery time right. but like he's still hurting himself and yeah, there's there's still, still consequences yeah like i think it's a good way for midoriya 2 to in universe realize i can't do that every single afternoon and expect to be able to like participate in class every day yeah so i i did like that um but most of the scene i think is about all might having a little bit of a expo talk with sure. recovery girl um, that reveals that the whole situation is like a double secret. There's a double secret going on. Oh yeah. Yeah, which wasn't clear before this. Right. I don't think. So that this it illustrates what is I think very important. There is the 
top level secret, which is that All Might not only it like has this extra form uh, where he's small or whatever, uh, but the fact that he his quirk is not his own quirk has been passed down. Right. Is only known by Recovery Girl. Right. Interesting. The, the principal. Yeah, which we notice from the silhouette is the mouse man who was talking during the um, the entrance exam. A mystery person who he trusts. Yeah, that's intriguing. And then Deku, or then young Midoriya. Yeah. Okay, so, and then below that, he does mention that even beyond that, so the faculty then all knows that he has a small form. That he's his muscle form is not who yeah. he actually is, and a select group of pros. A select group of pros, but then not even all pro heroes know that he has this sort right, of situation. Right, and I think that makes sense. Right, but I, I think it's still an interesting little distinction that's going on. Like he, right. he really he he justifies it with this idea of like you know the the, the public can't know uh, one that the, like anyone can have this power, or and that like you know they need to think that I'm genuine in a certain sense. And, like, I get that. Like, I understand where they're coming from for it. I don't know if I 100% agree, but it's a convincing enough argument that I, like, I'm willing to buy the excuse. Well, I got from that that it matters that people don't know the nature of the quirk because then they'd try to get it somehow. Yeah. Which I read one of two ways. Either uh, he's worried about someone, like, falsely cozying up to himself or maybe even Midoriya now. Um, or stealing it somehow, because the mechanic of how it's passed on is still not totally understood by us, the viewer. So we don't know if it's, like, if somebody on the street, like, grabbed a clump of All Might's hair and then ate it, would that be enough, or does it have to be intentional? And Well, again, I, I think our deduction says that it has to. I'm, I'm going... Yeah, they haven't confirmed it. I'm going 100% that it, it has to, there has to be some okay, potential so behind then it. Just the functional with, standpoint, it's too big of a gap. Right, we're left with the thought that uh, someone may falsely present themselves as more heroic or whatever to get in All Might's good graces to get the quirk passed on. No, like, I, I, th- I think what he's most worried about, just by virtue of like his total concerns, is this image problem more. Like, I, I think weirdly All Might has like very little faith in the public I, th- I i think i think his point is that if they know this quirk can be passed on there will be riots in the streets because everyone will want a piece people they they won't care if there's an intention to it they won't care there's like i want that power okay yeah i can kind of see that and like i'm sure that there are plenty of people out there like midoriya who are like man, if I had been born with a quirk, I could have been such a great hero. And now they realize that it was an opportunity all along. Yeah, and, and like, if you can imagine just the perhaps selfish but not necessarily bad people who all would then want the quirk and would then be 24-7 nonstop screaming at All Might, like, let me be your successor, let me be your successor. Yes, and the amount of people that would kind of... Um, try to discredit All Might's accomplishments. Like, oh, he was doing it with a borrowed quirk. He's really powerless. Like, can you imagine the tabloid news articles? Like, All Might secretly powerless? As, as cliche as that is, like, unfortunately, it would probably happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's that, you know, I, I, I kind of like this hint that he actually doesn't trust the public too much. He doesn't trust, like, greater humanity to a yeah, certain extent. Yeah, I mean, I agree with him. Yeah, I mean, it, well, and it speaks to, I think, the fact that he, despite his, I think he is still a generally hopeful figure. Um, he's become jaded, and that they, they are continuing right. that 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 thread that he has this sort of cynicism to him, you know. Yeah, for sure. So I I, I do like that. Um, I wonder who the mystery person is. Yeah, who, I wonder who if also it's, knows. Yeah, maybe the person that he inherited um, one for all from. It uh, could be. That, we don't know. That would actually he, make sense. He all might is of undisclosed age. Age unknown. (laughs) Yes, very much so. Uh, So the next thing is a very minor detail that I'm going to spend a lot of time on, so please prepare yourself for that. Okay, hit me. Midoriya says, I missed all my afternoon classes. Okay, this is what we should say. He gets up, he's like, oh, time to go back to class. I missed all my afternoon classes. Go. And they show, like, a little shot of the outside as Midoriya's moving his way back to class. It's sunset time. Mm -hmm. How long are the school days? How long are they at school? Because he says he missed all of his afternoon classes. Now, let's put this together with some of the information that we already know. So, we know that All Might can maintain his form for approximately three hours. Okay? Okay, We're doing a math thing here. 
Uh, we also know, maybe it's different in Japan, but in America, school normally ends at around 3 p.m. I do think school ends later in Japan, but yeah. Okay, so maybe a little bit later. So I'm imagining you eat lunch, and you go to your afternoon class. They got their outfits. They uh, put them on. They went to the battle site. They had all of these fights and there was a timer for each of the fights right i don't remember how long yeah, it was i think it was like um, 10 or 15 minutes it really wasn't that much okay so it wasn't that much time but at the end of all of that all might is out of energy which we know from what he said previously is approximately three hours so mm. they spent approximately three hours from after lunch to the end of after all lunch form. We know, oh right yeah because we saw they, we saw that they the do their general high school classes in the morning like yeah. they show so, in e- the previous so even if lunch is at like the very earliest human beings should have lunch which is like 11. Yeah, I've se- I had lunch when I was in middle school. We ate at 10.30. That's disgusting. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's well, straight up have, brunch. Were, that's straight up brunch. It was, but there were um, there had to be three different lunches because our school wasn't big enough to feed all the kids at once. And since you had to have three different lunches, they had to feed somebody at 10.30. And then, hellish. Well, anyway. Utterly hellish. Uh, if they Yeah, let's say they're finished with lunch at 12, and then they have a three-hour uh, training, training class. Like, how much more school could there be that it's it's sunset time? Because that's the other thing. This is still allegedly, like, the first day of school. So, if we, yeah, school, I think, starts... It's, like, in April. Yeah, I would, I, again, I, I think I think there's there's a, there's a certain gap we have to recognize that I don't know this Japanese school system off the top of my head Right, here. we don't know that, but if, if it's the first day of school, and I'm pretty sure the first day of school is usually in April. It's in the spring, for sure. Sunset in the spring is not until, like... For sure, after 5 p.m., if not closer to 6. So, uh, I will also say that there, I do know from watching enough anime that there is a, a definite culture um, in Japan of staying past the, the final bell. Like, okay. you're, almost, I mean, you're made fun of for not having a club to work on. Well, right, so I know maybe they're clubs, ra- yeah. but, so but maybe, so maybe they're, they're just they're like wrapping that around, in. Yeah. Even though um, they're not. Like, the kids, it's the first day of school, so nobody's in a club yet. Right, but I, I think that. That, um, while it might seem odd to us at a certain point, I think that culturally this is maybe not that not that weird. I, I'm, okay. I understand with you insofar as I still think the timeline's messed up because, like, to say that... Because he's just wrong by virtue of they had lunch and then, like, three-ish hours of training with right. All Might and then he missed all his afternoon classes. I, I guess, I guess we could probably go through and see how long, um, the, st- the actual fights would have taken if we, if each one was like 15 yeah, and, minutes. Yeah, and to be totally fair, that I would did be, not... That would be much less than three hours. Right, I did not make note of, I know that Midoriya takes a moment and actually looks at the analog clock on the wall, but I did not write down yeah. what time and, it showed. And I guess on top of that too, All Might could have been doing hero work earlier in the day to shorten his overall that's time. That's true So too. we maybe even shouldn't marry the fact all that right. he was doing three hours. Yeah, that's fair. R- Regardless, I, I I'm still kind of with you of like they he didn't miss all his afternoon classes. He had at least one afternoon class with yeah, All Might. Right. Shut up. And I'm also wondering, um, like, did the rest of his classmates cutely wait for him to come back from the nurse? No, no, no. They say they say that they all stuck around to go over their results. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I just noticed that they were all still there, but um, there weren't any teachers with them. Like, whether it was going to be the homeroom teacher or All Might or another random teacher, nobody was in the classroom with them other than the students. No, yeah. I think they were. That I think one of them just says they're reviewing their... The... Okay. I mean, I guess it's not that surprising to see all of these kids that got into the hardest hero program in the world um, Are being overachievers. Yeah, yeah like, of. that's believable. Yeah. Although, although, to that, I guess... Maybe it's because of the subject. Because earlier in like in this same day when they were learning English, they're like, "This is boring," but this is hero related, so maybe that's why they're hyped about it. Because it's like they're using their powers at the best. Yeah, school. like you you didn't go to school to study English. You just yeah. have to do it as well, a consequence of being in. Momo school. went to school to study English. Apparently, apparently Momo went to school to study everything because she is a brainiac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but that that I think I leads into unless you had more you wanted to say about that more. oh go for it uh, go for it kirishima the red-haired guy is nice literally boy. axel from kingdom hearts I his hair him. looks exactly the same he's very nice um nice how boy. dare kaminari hit on uraraka i loved that it was so funny because 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 she one obviously had no idea what was happening yeah he's like hey do so you want to go out sometime what kind of food do you she's like eh, anything that's sweet that's i guess sweet. <gasps> <Deku."> <laughs> and like just immediately and, and you can see the face like 
Uh, well, I never really had a chance, did I? Yeah, and, and it reminds me of when uh, Aoyama tries to hit on her during the quirk test episode, and she's like, I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> Which, I can, like, again, it's consistent that she, like, one, has no idea how to respond to people hitting on her, but also doesn't give a crap. Or, like, doesn't even, she's, like, oblivious to the fact that they're actually yeah. hitting on her. Which uh, I appreciate. So, it, that, that was kind of fun. Uh... My Hero Academia is just Kingdom Hearts. Midoriya, Sora, oh, ignores everyone else to pursue his edgy best friend forever, Bakugo, Riku. Oh gosh, what are you doing? That's it. It's, and then this can't be, <laughs> we, we don't have the time to turn this into a Kingdom Hearts podcast. You can't, you can't do it. Um, I wanted to mention um, a couple of ships that I have before we move on oh, to no. the closing Oh no, you can't do First this. Now, Maddie, uh, our fans are going to get mad. It's too late. We're in the shipping corner now. Uh, all right. Sorry, everybody. I'll, I'll, I, 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 I can't I'm put timestamps. I'm not going to okay, put fine. too many theories into it or whatever, but I do like uh, Ida and Yayorozu because he looks just... Dislike. He looks Dislike. so pleased when she uh, explains the reasoning for why he was the MVP of the, uh, the first battle. Okay. I also like uh, Jiro and Kaminari. Who because were they were on the same team, that's um, all you not, need. Not because they were on the same team, but because I feel like there's opportunity for a synergy of powers there because she has earphone jack, headphone and jack. And she could just jack and, into him? That's and disgusting. And No, I didn't it's say disgusting. You said that, that's, not me. How could you do this? This That's, is a family podcast. Now I know why you didn't want to talk about shipping is because you were going to drag this, us through the gutter. This is a podcast for seven-year-old children. How, <laughs> how could you? So Midoriya goes outside <laughs> to talk to Bakugo, and I'm just, like, in my notes, writing in all caps, No, Midoriya, why are you doing this? Really? Yes. Why? He's going to share he's gonna share the secret we just learned oh yeah that's secret is. that's dumb but i feel like going out uh, midori you know, obviously has, a, has an obsession telling the secret is what i have a huge all right you're, problem you're with. skipping ahead a bit though because I, I i do want to note two things about this before we discuss that midori is an absolute idiot um one i actually like how bakugo is drawn in this they make him like hunched over yeah. his clothes look much baggier and yes, saggy on him sure. he looks almost disheveled and it really gives a sense of like he is defeated um and i actually i really like that like the, the art direction did a really good job uh, of that i think um and then also i think like you know as in the background of this whole episode he's just been in like 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 freak out mode and he like finally sort of like breaks here and actually starts crying a little bit like he, has, yeah. he gets tears in his eyes as he's like like telling Deku like I hate the fact that you beat me but I understand that you like actually did beat me and that, that pissed me off no end but on top of that I realized that one I couldn't have beat that ice kid like right. I have no idea how I would have been able to beat him and two I even agree with what that that the girl said about how I was basically didn't take it seriously enough and I messed up right. like I hate that they're all right but they are, like, all those things I said are true, and I'm going to be better. Yeah, this was actually a really interesting moment. Like, in his own strange way, Bakugo seems to realize that he has a lot to learn, and I really respect that. Like, I have hopes for Bakugo that he's not always just going to be this angry guy where his only emotion is anger. And, and I do like that, um, like, I had a thought before All Might does, does pop in on this scene and, like, like try to comfort it, and Bakugo's like, right. I'm not having it. Um, but he does have a little moment where it's like, it's, it's really common for people who were, you know, top of their class, really powerful when they come to UA to be like, to receive shell shock. It's this idea of like, if you, you were the big fish in your small pond mm -hmm. and now you're, you're in a pond full of big fish. Yes. And like, it can be a system shock to people. Oh yeah. And which sure. was That's it, like a real problem. Yeah. Like I'm, I, in, I, in I high encountered schools. it in yeah. college in real life. And I think a lot of people that we went with college to college with did too yeah it, it, it absolutely happens and i just i just like that it was a thought i had it gets immediately addressed and it's clear that while bakugo 100 freaked out like he totally freaked out yeah he's like literally vibrating yeah, with anger he had a weirdly healthy reaction to it he was like yeah, he's he like i'm frustrated and i'm going to be better yeah and I, I like that a lot yeah me too yeah but deku's an idiot Deku, yes, De Deku so is a complete and utter idiot. I can't believe I'm appreciating Bakugo and hating on Midoriya at this moment. I never thought I would be here. It's so and, and like it was it's super telegraphed, um, and to the point where actually 
while like it, it cuts out after they have their whole conversation where Midoriya says like oh that I got my borrowed quirk or whatever it cuts to the three of the girls with um, Mina Uraraka and Suyu yeah just call her Sue um, <laughs> and like Uraraka is like narrating obviously fan fiction in her yeah, head yeah she says childhood friends turned enemies <laughs> such a mood like it's it, it was it was really great because they're at least. They're, they're at least acknowledging the fact in some way that this is so melodramatic and cliched and Midoriya, like, is an idiot. Right. But, like, this is this is dumb. It's Midoriya even tells <laughs> it sounds like something out of a comic book. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because what you're doing right now is in a comic book, basically, and it's stupid. You should, you should not be doing this. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it continues to show... It's not just Bakugo who has a weird complex about Midoriya. Midoriya is also obsessed with Bakugo. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, weirdly earning his approval? Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Uh, so then so we know that Midoriya realizes that he has hecked up because uh, All Might asks him what they were talking about. And he's like, uh, I don't remember. So, so, so stupid dumb. But I think here's where we can talk about why this episode's called Bakugo Starline. I think we already yeah. touched on it. Um, where, you know, before now Bakugo has not had real challenge. And and especially up to this point, even getting into UA is not his start line because mm. he like he says, I came in first in the entrance exam. Like in his mind, he was about to still be the biggest fish I in see. this pond. Yeah. Like it was it's only now that his sort of reality is shattered. Because he had no reason to believe that he was anything other than number one, even yeah, coming in and here. Yeah, I think he gets he got third in their class for the quirk test, yeah. too. Yeah, which even that you can sort of write off as, like, hey, listen, some people have quirks that are specific to uh, something like that. Right. I could see that not really, you know, bothering him too much. And he was also way more concerned about finding out the Deku had a quirk, so that probably overrode anything. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's a good point. That's I was struggling to... Um, think about why they would have drawn the parallel to start line um the entrance exam episode but it, you're right it is start line the entrance exam is sort of the start line for Midoriya where he for the first time has a quirk and is going toe-to-toe with his peers that have quirks and this one Bakugo's start line is him realizing that he's not the best kid in the class he has peers not people beneath him like, yeah. yeah, and I, I think that's going to give some really interesting and needed growth for him. Because yeah. even, like, yeah, he always ragged on Midoriya, but he had a bunch of, like, groupies, basically, from his other class. And we we saw from one of the other flashbacks that, like, the teachers were fawning over him and how he had yes. such a powerful quirk. So this really is kind of a wake-up call for him. And, and even that's actually it's such a great point about the teachers. This is going to be one of the first times that teachers aren't fawning over him. All Might came to console him. Right. That's probably the first time any teacher figure has ever done that to Bakugo. Yeah. Ever. And maybe even explain why he wouldn't react well to it, where he's like, get off me, I'm, I'm going to do this without your help. Yeah. Because he, like, anytime he's had an interaction with a teacher, it's probably been, you're great. Right. Keep at it, kid. And this is a point where I, I know previously I had assumed that Bakugo liked All Might because he says, I'm going to be the number one hero just like All Might. Um, but the way he treats All Might here doesn't it's seem quite like dismissive. someone who likes All Might. Yeah, it seems dismissive. So I don't know if it's like one of those don't meet your heroes kids moments where he's kind of become um, disillusioned with All Might based on All Might's behavior today or whatever. Or if he's just having a moment right now. I feel like maybe he's having a bad day. Yeah, he Like he's literally is. in the middle of like and this and I'm I'm not reading into this, so this becomes almost fan theory, but imagine you like you have just had the opportunity to show off in front of someone you respect. Sure. You were utterly defeated and then that person comes to console you. Ugh. Like that doesn't feel good necessarily. It's like I want like I'm putting this in Bakugo, but if he like oh maybe if he wanted to impress All Might and failed and sees All Might almost looking down on him. Oh, yeah. Like, not not what he wants. Yeah. You know? But, you know, regardless, I, I like it. I think it's 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 still lame that um, he told Midoriya to kill himself, but we're getting some real character growth yeah, from Bakugo. Yeah, that's my... St- like, I'm still hung up on that for sure. I would not go as far as to say I like Bakugo or anything because I still feel pretty strongly about that kill yourself thing. Um, but I do look forward to his future character growth. I haven't written him off entirely as a bad character. Yes. Although it should, it should be said, um, not he's still not genre savvy because he's like, you're lying, Deku, shut up. You, right. So, <laughs> so stupid. You just came out here to rub it in. You think I'm going to believe that? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so then 
we there's a little after credits scene. Yes, so this is super interesting because this is this is the plot starting. Yeah, this it's is the eight plot. episode in, and we are finally meeting um, some villains, yes. some self-described villains. Yeah, and we've got, a, a finally an antagonist. Yeah, we've got three of the people that we saw in the, um, opening. the opening. We've got Mr. Hands. We've got the Brain Raven. Raven yes. That and, I hate and, very and much. a weird chat. The weird yeah, shadowy and dude. And even more shadowy. Is the weird, wait, shadow is the weird shadowy dude in the opening? I don't even. I'm just, yeah, he is. Okay, cool. He's in it. <laughs> I remember like half a second. Oh, right, right, because it yeah. shows this bar. It sh- yeah, it shows him behind the bar. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so this is, we, they, like, they have, like, a, a news article that says that uh, All Might has joined the faculty or whatever, and this, Mr. Hands has a creepy evil voice. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's really playing it up, um, and he's like, oh, what are they going to do when the villains finally come? Yeah. Which, like... No, it's when the villains finally kill All Might. Yeah, which, uh, listen, I personally love... The dude just called himself a villain. yeah. Like, there's no kind of, like, people who, like, feel like they're doing the right thing, but actually they're hurting people no. or whatever. He's, like, straight up, no, We're I'm the villain. I'm going to kill all my... This is, again, it's so comic booky. It's yeah. like, I wonder, I wonder who the villain is. Is it the dude with a bunch of creepy hands? Who says I'm the villain? Like, uh, And, like, a, a man who is literally, like, just darkness thing. with eyes. Yes. And then a creepy brain raven. Yeah, the villains. You know, the, <laughs> the villains. Um, this, I love it. Sorry, this reminded me of something that happened during the episode that I want to talk about. So, um, Shoji, the tentacle guy, yes. um, does he have an actual mouth, or does he only talk right? about the tentacle thing? Right? Because he wears that mask. Yeah, and he made two entire hand tentacles. Yeah, and I'm trying to think or, back Sorry, to, mouth tentacles. Because we see him talk during the um, quirk test, but I can't remember if he is using one of his mouth tentacles, like, visibly on screen, or if he's talking and we can't see it, which means he probably does have a normal mouth. Um, the other thing is ears. I don't think he actually has ears on his head, because his mask, like, yeah, we got his the whole mask, mask is streamlined, thing, but, but it his doesn't, hair doesn't, his hairline is high enough up that I think if he had ears, it. you would be able to see them. So It's just a my, weird thing. My personal belief is that he does have a regular mouth, and he does not have regular ears. That's my personal thought or like his ear holes are potentially like in his armpit question mark and that's how he's able to use oh, like please the don't do that reception please, that's, disc. The, that's insane <laughs> <sighs> okay i think that was the only thing that i had right well that, uh, yeah but so we we end on this very ominous note of the villains are coming so like i expect that this is like almost an arc starting of, of villains. Yeah, and how many episodes? There's 12 episodes in this season, is that right? Oh, uh, t- I couldn't tell you. 12 I or 13? I know that there's at least two more because I vaguely remember what happens in the next two. I don't I don't remember if there's like a recap episode in here that adds to the, the count. But, yeah. But either way, we, we, are, we are past the halfway point. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think, like so far, what do you think your favorite episode is? Um, my favorite episode? I, I do really like the fight between um, Bakugo and Deku from last episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of fun because you, you get to, it's an examination of both people's psyches, and there's still a lot more to learn about each of them. Yeah. Um, but it, it does show that the fights are not just fights. They are, you know, there's personality to them, there's character to them, there's development to them. I, I you know, as fun as I have watching things like Dragon Ball Z, the purpose of a fight in Dragon Ball Z is to have two people punch each other. <laughs> yeah. The purpose of a fight in this is to tell a story, which is, I think, much better. Yeah. And, or at least, it, I shouldn't say it's much better. It's, it's a different thing. I freaking love Dragon Ball Z, and I love those fights. They're a ton of fun. Um, it's just, you know, di- diff- I'm not looking for that kind of fight from this, and I'm glad it's it's trying to be a little bit deeper with storytelling. Yeah, I understand. What about you? My favorite episode so far... As we, I, I would say we would cap that this is the cap of the first arc, and we're going yeah, into like the, the next the arc. The first day of school probably ends his, like, training stuff. I don't know. For me, like, the first three episodes where he's basically getting his powers from All Might, um, I like them for what they are, but they're not, like, standout episodes... Um, episode four where he's fighting the robots. I kind of like that one because it's like a big. I do. I do really. The single punch in that episode is is amazing. I love that. Like it's. I I really do like that episode a lot. That one. Um, episode five is the beginning of their first day of school. That's the quirk test one. Yeah, that's the quirk test. Um, I like that one a lot. Um, Would you say that's the one? It might be. I really like the comedic stuff that uh, the teacher does, but I also like how there's kind of a few serious moments, like um, breaking his finger. Not breaking his finger, but like where they talk about like why we're doing the quirk test and also um, how 
Midoriya is not supposed to break his body all the time because right. he'll be a casualty. But you know, I think it would. I think five is my favorite episode because of the way it ends with um, Midoriya like figuring out how he can use his quirk and like impressing Aizawa into letting him not be expelled, basically. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was comparatively not impressed by uh, Midoriya's performance in the um, this little three episode mini arc we had of For them sure. doing the fight. Well, maybe we can come back at the end of the season and, and ask that question again and see if our, our favorite episodes still hold up. Yeah, I think that's a good uh, that's a good strategy. Let's right. do it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's 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 what I've got here. Um, aside from saying that uh, we get more Deku voiceover, which I guess is just going to be a really recurring motif that yeah, fe- he future Deku. Yeah, he spoilers it again. Yeah. Come on. So. Um, uh, oh, how about who is is Midoriya still your favorite character? Is he the one like because he's still the one that's only. Had, he's the only one that's had development, really. Yeah. Please, can I uh, yeah. get through a sentence? Yes. You got... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wasn't saying you were interrupting me. I was just... No, I was answering your question. Yeah, Midoriya. I, I, <laughs> I, I agree. Like, I'm definitely interested by some of the powers and personalities of the other characters, but nobody's really developed enough yet to displace Midoriya as favorite character. Yeah. Well, all right. That's, that's the cap, right? Yeah, I think so. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, That was episode eight of My Hero Academia and episode eight of My Hero Notebook. If you like us and you want to interact with us, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at My Hero Notebook. It's easier to remember because it's just the name of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think that's it. So thanks for listening. I love you. Bye. Bye.